Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Sam. Welcome to the first episode of My Why, a new podcast available on iTunes. I am your host, and each week my plan is to feature different guests on my show. And we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk about different different topics. Maybe that might be bothering you, that might be bothering us, that might have struck us during the week. Anything that we might have an opinion on, anything we might want to share our why on. And, of course, as my first guest, I had to invite my mother. She makes me the most comfortable in new circumstances. <laughs> so she'll be joining us. Her name is Anne. Say hi, Mom. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> How is everybody? How are you, Mom? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. good. You're having a good day? It's beautiful outside. We've had really beautiful weather in the summertime. It gets really hot, but it's been nice and cool. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, good day to be out. Um, so I'm not trying to swing back to anything, but you said something about what topics about what are bothering people or people are concerned about and so on. I just want to say one thing. I wish people would drive a little bit safer <laughs> on the freeways. You would. Because they're going 80, 90, 95, 100 miles an hour. And it's because I don't think our police officers are pulling everybody over. So the first topic of the show is driving, apparently. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just concerned because people drive crazy, you know. So, anyway. Well, a- I mean, we have to talk about what bothers us. You know, I can imagine that a lot of people have that same opinion because there's a lot of drivers on the road and there's a lot of places that have to be met, have to get to. There's a lot of places people are trying to get to. I get that. Traffic gets rough. But I think people are taking advantage of the situation of of, uh, police officers um, not pulling people over. I don't know if that's the case, but it's rare that we see police officers pulling anyone over um well especially now i think people are with the covid i get that but not only that i mean if i were a police officer i'd be afraid to pull people over at this point yeah i'm sure a lot of police officers have thought that i know you know i know um but back in 2004 the um statistics were that one in 17 teenagers would die in a car accident right Okay, so my guess is um, that's probably gone on up right now, just the way people are driving. So Also, today's circumstances. I mean, circumstances were different back then, 2004, and that was the statistic, you know, but things have changed so much, and, like, people commit suicide through car accidents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think oh, that would absolutely. cause... An increase just because of today's day and age. You know, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of reason that the circumstances like that increase, especially when it comes to car accidents. Well, you know, and, yeah. I mean, some people will intentionally do that sort of thing. I get that, but I think that the teenage statistic is because the lack of experience and the and the impulse decisions that they make. They're very impulsive. Why don't you tell the audience why that hits home for us? Well, 
um, back in 2004, Sam's um, youngest brother. She's number four of four, but her youngest brother um, fell asleep driving home from a Pistons basketball game. Um, it was the fight that, it was the Pistons game that um, the Pistons and some other team got into a fight, and it was it was huge. Um, so anyway, um, Phil went to that game, and on the way home, he uh, fell asleep driving uh, a mile from our house, maybe two miles from our house. Um, and at that time, um, I was bound determined to make sure other people didn't lose their their kids to car accidents. So I did my research and and that, and um, realized that young kids are dying all the time in car accidents due to their lack of experience. Um, whether it's whether it's just driving a car, period, or road conditions, they don't have the experience in in fog, in rain, in snow. You know, um, so I encourage parents to drive more with their kids in those conditions when they're on their permits, you know. Um, well, and you say kids, though, um, and like, look at the age we allow kids to start driving. Like, my personal opinion is that 14 years old probably isn't the safest to start learning how to drive. I mean, so what, 14 and nine months, you can take phase one, right, of mm-hmm. driver's ed here right. in Monroe. Right. Right. And then you get your license at 16. So I think it should be like phase one starts at 16, you get your license at 18. Oh, that'd be great. Just my opinion. I mean, that'd you be know, great, just but, because but, kids, kids are just so... And experience, like you said, when it comes to driving in that high school age, that like defiant teenage years just, I mean, reflects in their driving, you know, just like nothing's going to stop them. I'm invincible. You know, I remember I, I remember feeling that way. Well, you know what I mean? That's because your brain isn't completely developed right. until you're 27 years old. And the last part of your brain to develop is the frontal lobe, as we right. know. Um, and that is where all your decisions and your emotions are, right? Right. You of all people know that. Right. Because I was in my own car accident, everyone, when I was 18. (laughs) So at the age I feel people should start driving, I was already two years deep into driving. And I just, I rolled my blazer on a snowy night in January and I landed myself in a coma. Mm -hmm. In a coma with a brain injury and a fractured vertebrae. Moderate I had to relearn brain injury. Well, brain injury, severe enough to be, which in. is a huh. is, it, it, severe which enough is to learn. This is not a mild brain injury. So well, severe enough. I had to relearn how to walk, talk, mm-hmm. eat again um, at 18 years old, and <coughs> I had to be, I had to be on 24 hour care at 18 years old. Go back to high school with my 24 hour caretaker mother. Just interesting. <laughs> I graduated. I graduated, thank God. But I mean, it was definitely different. I missed out on a lot of things I should have went to. I mean, I had a spring break trip planned that year. I had received a full ride to uh, University of Toledo and turned it down just to stay closer to home. So yeah, I passed up a lot of things that year just be linked just because of my accident. Mm-hmm. So, and and the reason 
two that we decided that you would stay home, closer to home is that it takes two years for someone with a brain injury to heal, for the brain to heal completely. Right. Um, and so in that time, you can be having seizures and all sorts of things. So that was that was a, a better decision to stick around home. Um, and then it was, what, 23 months? You weren't even two years healing, and 23 months later, someone blew a stop sign? Yeah, I got in a second car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that put you? Well, crazy first. I mean, I ended up re-injuring myself, um, re-injuring the first injury. And that's when all the problems really started. Because, like, from the first accident, I bounced back really quickly. I went to college that fall. I graduated high school that spring. Cause, and, um, like, just six months after my car accident. But then after the second one... Um, yeah, I got real wild. I mean, you talk about that frontal lobe. It was a frontal lobe injury, the first one. So, so the, the second one was an amplified frontal lobe injury. And, I mean, I just went nuts. I was just aggressive and violent. and You attempted. Um, yeah, I was very just impulsive. I did make a suicide attempt myself. Um yeah, just very impulsive stuff, doing a lot of my own drugging and drinking and just things that, just choices that I wouldn't have made. I mean, I had very different circumstances, but still. Death of my brother, previous death of my father, we'll get back to that. So that's why my, I wish <laughs> that the police would be pulling people over. I I'm going 70, 72 on the freeway, and people are passing me, and and I can see them way down the road, way down the freeway, going in and out of, of cars. Nine, you're fine. Ten, you're mine. So, Isn't that the classic saying? So people push that limit, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're at 79, not 80. In Michigan, you're not going to get pulled over. So people yeah. push that limit. Yeah. I mean, all the time. And then people ride around in those little crotch rockets. And they don't care about the speed limit. I mean, they're just zipping in between cars just to get where they need to go. Without helmets. Because they can go as fast as they want. Without helmets. Oh, oh I just saw. Which is, if, if you get in an accident on a motorcycle, you're, you're, you're the best thing that can possibly happen to you at that speed is to die. Because you will be a vegetable. If you, have, if you don't have a helmet on, your brain is mush. Your brain is mush. Oh, it's so common. I mean, we're just out on the road. I see people all the time. Mm-hmm. Just riding like ones and on the backs of each other's motorcycles, and I mean, they don't have helmets on. I know it. I mean, They're it's just, everywhere. Well, because it's not going to happen to you. Plus, Michigan country roads, though, you know, it's not like I'm sure. Again, they feel just it's not going to happen to them because the roads aren't as busy in some places. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It depended on circumstance. Yeah, but I mean, uh, people do it in California, though. Who am I? Well, you know. people do it everywhere. Yeah. People speak. People people want to take chances. Right. Um, and I think, back to the driver's ed, I think parents are eager to get their kids driving because, you know, if you have more than a couple of kids and they're involved in sports and they're involved in dance or whatever they're involved in, you know, mom and dad have to get them everywhere. Right. So as soon as there's an opportunity, you know, take driver's ed, you can drive yourself. And then parents, what's, what really drives me 
crazy is parents get these kids these cars these massive trucks you know um and you see these young kids driving these pickup trucks and that that is a weapon with their inexperience so so it's kind of it's just, they think that's safer though as if it's it bigger safer it's safer if you're driving responsibly right half of them are driving responsibly right so and from where i was sitting um um in my bus i'm a retired school bus driver uh from where i was sitting i saw a lot of um a lot of kids driving pretty crazy so anyway so that's my thing what's your thing today <laughs> how long are you a bus driver uh 27 years, 26 years. Yeah. Had 30 years with the public schools. What year did you retire? 18 or 19? 18. That long ago already? 18. I remember that breakfast we went to. What? I said, I remember that breakfast we went to. Yeah. For your retirement. No, it yeah. was good. I liked bus driving, you know. Uh, the kids were great. Um, you know. Kid, kids are good. Kids are good, you know. Sometimes they're just a uh, product of their environment. They respected you a lot, too. Loved you. I think it was because you cared so much about their safety, you know? Yeah. You don't see a lot of them. I mean, There's you a see lot of- some of those bus drivers out there. Not only are they speeding, they're talking on their cell phones while they're driving. They're texting while they're driving. What's their oh, bus drivers? I have drivers? seen that on bus drivers. Yeah. I have seen bus drivers doing that. I've seen truck drivers doing it, too. But that, So then I guess it's, it's not just teenagers that are uh, making unwise choices when they're driving. It's... it's it's adults too so we need to cherish life a little bit more and drive a little bit more responsibly um we're going to get where we're going uh but just relax and enjoy the scenery so before your eyes are closed permanently oh that's a good one i agree with that you know mm-hmm. truth to that mm-hmm. so anyway so i'm glad you're doing this podcast yeah, I just think it gives us an opportunity to speak what's on our mind. You know, mm-hmm. too often we are surrounded by hmm, sensitivity, people who might be offended by what we have to say. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's understandable. You know, there's a lot to be offended by and there's a lot of of opinions to be had, but I just want a private room where we can say what we want and not be offended. And whoever wants to listen can, whoever doesn't want to doesn't have to. Mhm. Well, I think I think that people are super sensitive, especially right now. I mean, we're living in, in some pretty crazy times. Um, and I think people are being encouraged to act crazy. Um, we don't need to be doing influenced. that. Influenced. Yeah. We we're don't, influenced. We're being to, driven to, to act and think a certain way, mm-hmm. to ain't that, think and act crazy. And it starts in the schooling. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Starting in their education now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's unfortunate because that's my son growing up in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's only four, mm-hmm. and he has this whole high. education ahead of him, and it scares me to think what he's going to be brainwashed by. Because, so he's in Catholic schooling now, you know, um, learning the religious views that we hold to and follow and value. So what if I want to put him into a Catholic university, something like University of Notre Dame? Not no more. Yeah. Not no because more. Because they don't stick to the same values and beliefs that we hold true to. Well, hiring 
Well, what Pete Buttigieg? Yeah. Well, and yeah, you know. So it scares me to think that how his education is going to be influenced, um, and and how he will be influenced because of it. I how think- his. Ed- because of the education influence, he'll be influenced. You know, he'll be with think, taught to think a certain way. And that's well, what scares and, me. And, and I, I've been kind of reading up on this stuff. Um, and you see some parents are just deciding that um, they're going to buckle down and they're going to be questioning more things. They're going to be, we can't, our parents cannot be so busy that they're unaware of what's going on with their children's education, whether they're in preschool or graduate school. Um, So, well, and that's the problem you run into nowadays. You know, kids come home with their book bags and a lot of parents don't take the time, especially when the kids are young, to open their book bag up for them because kids aren't going to do it themselves. And, hey, got homework, got stuff to do. No, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Some parents don't take the time to open up their no, book bag, uh, figure no, out what's going on in their kid's school. You yeah. best believe. I, I know. know it. I know I'm going to be one of those annoying parents, and it might drive Vinny crazy, but <laughs> he's going to come home with his book bag. I'm going to be like, give me your planner. I want to see it. You know, I want to see what's in your planner. I want to see what you did today because not that I don't trust him, but I want to remain active and present in his schooling. I want to know what's going on. You know what sure. I mean? But unfortunately, and I saw it even as I was driving over the past, you know, 20 some odd years, is that there was a change in parenting. There was a lack of parenting. Well, it you all know, starts Kids at were home coming too. to school yeah. um, and didn't have winter coats on. I mean, and, and thank goodness for the local fire department, they bought jackets, winter jackets for the elementary kids. You know, um, because, I mean, it, it was not uncommon for a student to walk in the door with, met, a, with a sweatshirt on. I'm talking elementary, yeah, preschool, first up to fifth grade. That's just sad. Okay, so yeah. it's very sad. So there has been a change in parenting. I'm not saying there aren't good parents out there. There are very good parents out mm-hmm. there raising their children with with rules and love and and um you just have babies raising babies nowadays unfortunately there's a lot of young parents out there i'm a young parent i had Vinny very young i was what 23 you know what i mean that's 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 decently young well there's 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 but you have there's girls having babies at 16 well that's but, what i'm saying yeah. and then you put it on so, then you advertise it and make yeah. it glamorous with those mtv shows yeah. and things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like so a, a a child that's having a child can't raise a child. Yes, very true. So so anyway, um, so that a lot of stuff is going on in schools, and teachers have their hands full. I would not want to be a teacher. I wouldn't. I mean, they're in a classroom and they got a lot of kids, and they're dealing with the behaviors, the inappropriate behaviors, whether they're aggressive, whether they're out of control, that parents haven't taught rules, you know? No means no, yes means yes, you know? And so there's there's kids with behavior problems that teachers are limited. And if they don't, quite honestly, they probably need a couple social workers, not just one, but 
And then these kids with these behaviors are distracting the other kids where the teacher can't even teach. Okay. Well, so well teachers have to be more than teachers. They have to be babysitters, counselors, oh. mothers. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> you know? that's what it, and that's what it boils down to. So, Sad. and the kids are not, are not separated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These, these, and I, and I don't know what type of education it's considered, but the, the kids are all in the same class. You're this old, you're in this class, and everybody has the right to be in this class. If there are children that have issues that need to be dealt with, they need to be dealt with by the professionals mm-hmm. because it is better for that child, that student, and the other kids in the class. Yeah, but a child has the right to... Um, a safe education. You know what I'm saying? A child should not have to go to school with the weight of domestic violence on his or her back or, oh, like, you know, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Well, like, unfortunately, they have the they right do. to a safe, free, fun education. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? School is the best years of a child's life, and they don't realize it at the time. I mean, Vinny, he's already... <laughs> I don't want to go to school every uh, morning, yeah. you know, but it's the best years of their life and, Used and they to deserve so much more. It, it It is. It's probably where kids are safest. And that's probably why there was so much concern about the schools being shut down um, with the uh, domestic violence, um, child abuse. Well, it increased with this whole recent pandemic because of the shutdown. You know what I mean? Everyone well, had to be sure. home so much more often and, the schools are a safe haven for kids in those experiences. You well, know what then, I mean? They can escape it they for can eight hours. It and, and it can also be reported that way. Mm-hmm. Parent, uh, teachers, um, st- all the staff, they they see it and they're obligated by law to report it. So, Did you I have to do that a lot wrong. when you were bus driving? What? Did you have to do that a lot when you were bus driving? Like I always report reported, it? I always reported to my my supervisor and the principals of the school. And then it was on their that was their responsibility to to take the further steps. How often do you think like how much do you think you did that in your whole length of driving? Oh, the whole time I drove, um uh probably not more than ten times, but I did it. And other, other ten too many did it too. Mm-hmm. Ten ten too many. But um but I think there was and I could be wrong. I could be wrong here, but I believe the the number of calls into protective services were they down with the COVID? I, I I'm not sure. I have to check that one out. But that's why it's good for the kids to be in school where they can the kids who are living in situations that are are um, abusive. They, you mm-hmm. know dom- because you know the domestic violence. Um, it's good when they're in school because people can. Watch out for them. Um, well, especially so. the little ones who can't speak up for themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. They they come to school and they're supposed to try and learn, and yet they're scared to go home. <laughs> all this all this other stuff, you know. And if I go home, is is mom or dad there, or mm-hmm. or who's there? Mm-hmm. So um, numerous times, you know, um, you'd have to wait for a parent to come to the house and the kids would say, no one's here. <clears throat> no one's here. Well, get back on the bus. Yeah. You see not. those kids. I remember seeing kids having to wait after school, like long after school got out and it, you'd be like, you oh, know, school got out two hours ago. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what are you still doing here? You don't play sports. Oh, yeah. Well, you just have school, to wait yeah. for yeah. mom or dad or stepmom or stepdad. Yeah. And it's like, so people live with Why don't they have that set up for you? Like, it should not be okay that you're sitting after school for two or three hours. Well, parents work and they don't have a ride home and stuff like that if the kids don't get on the bus. Right. So they have. Well, because- right. But if there, and there's things to do. Like, I used to say after school, and if you wanted to say after an exercise or maybe. If you did play sports or if you needed help with homework or something, there's things to do. But if you were just sitting there, mm-hmm. the, you know. Right. Yeah. What is that? Well, maybe they were safer there than at home. Yeah. I, I just feel like, that again, that's the lack of a parent's involvement in their education. You know what I mean? I would think that a parent would have a ride set up, get you home so you can have a restful night, get your homework done, whatever mm-hmm. the case. Well, that's you know. the ideal situation. That's not always the case, though. You know what I mean? I mean, if if... If a if a parent gets has to work overtime or gets called in or gets delayed, whatever the case might be, you know there are right, there right are here. those okay. situations, you know, which are uncontrollable. It's just across the board. Yeah, and that and uh, like I said, I know there's good parents out there. I know there are, and there's kids that are being raised in loving, warm households with mm-hmm. a belief in God and and um, don't feel that everybody's out to get them and all this other stuff. You know, I think that some of these these people that are so disturbed and so sensitive um, to people's opinions and whatnot um, were probably not raised in good situations. And, and now, now we have kids who will do whatever when they're encouraged to do whatever, and especially if they're paid. So, and yes, I'm talking about the the uh, violence and the destruction of our cities. So, right. So, uh, isn't that the truth? And that's, and, and that's where, so respect, respect of rules and laws. Okay. You have no right. Well, yeah, to but destroy you, other people's property. You tell people to behave a certain way and all of a sudden they think, oh, you're controlling me or you're, you know, I mean, there's such a panic. If people have to obey rules and laws and structure and normalcy, you know, people panic. There's no, well. It's unfortunate well, because, because now want. you got, like you said, 13-year-old girls pregnant and everything else. They want and and people are entitled to things, you know. You're entitled to what you work for. You know? Truth. You work hard. There's nothing wrong with working hard. Not at all. Not everything has to be handed to you. And that's another thing, too, is that people just think that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're told. They're told that they're going to have things, that we're going to, you know, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that. Well, someone's paying for it. Someone's right. paying for it. So as we're getting further and further off topic here, we're just I know. We're here. just kind of drifting <laughs> off here. That's what we can do, mother, daughter. I'm just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> but no, we just... Man, I wish there was an option for you guys to call in. I want to get as many people on the show as I can, just because I want to hear everyone's whys and make it a safe place to share yours your and why. not be afraid. Why this or why that? Yeah, mm-hmm. your why, my why, your why. Why do you feel a certain way? I'm not going to judge you. You're not going to judge me. I just want you to lay it out on the table for everyone to hear. Sometimes you have to stop asking why, though. Don't ask why because you're, you'll never know the answer. So you can have the questions. But some a lot of times people are afraid to explain why they believe how they believe. Mm-hmm. Especially in today's day and age, you can't walk outside 
believing a certain way without being shot, right? Well, I don't care. There's only one person. One, I'm only going to be judged by one being, and that's right. my creator. I'm just saying, so, though, but, you know. But people do. We're, we're very critical of each other. We're very judgmental. Well, because my way is better than your way. True. But my why is not better than your why. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a shoulda, couldas, if only, and why. Yeah, you'll we'll kill yourself you with it. Yeah. We'll drive you crazy. Truth. So we've covered a, a, a handful of topics. Right. This was fun for round one. Last yeah. week, we tried to do it last week for round one. That was practice round one. <laughs> and it didn't work. And number, number I'm one, hoping today did. Well, it looks like it's recording. Right. right. So we're new at this. So anyway. Hopefully we'll get some theme music in it soon. Hmm? Hopefully we'll get some theme music in it soon or something. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Introductory theme music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I hope everyone enjoyed our first episode of My Why. I hope we, you See. know, <laughs> hope we get to do another one. This didn't go too bad. And hopefully you listen again. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Have a good week.